Well, welcome to New Spring at Home. I hope this message finds you well. Uh, I hope that your heart is full of hope as the God of hope fills your life with joy and peace. Like Brad mentioned, we're starting a brand new series this week called House to House. And it's all about how your house has always been central to God's plan in sharing His love with the world. I'm gonna say that again for the folks in the back. Your house has always been central to God's plan in sharing His love with the world. I know this season of quarantine has been testing for many people. Uh, Your patience has been tested. Uh, Your finances have been tested. Your marriage has been tested. Your home has been tested. But in the middle of all this testing, I believe that we've experienced some great gifts. The gifts of being able to slow down a little bit. The gift of being able to take stock the gift of being able to reconnect with people, maybe online or maybe through the phone, but to reconnect with people in a deep way like we haven't connected with for a while. One of the really big gifts that we've all received during the season is we've been given extra time to do some work around the home that has been kind of waiting to be done for a long time. And I know that you guys have been working on your homes because Home Depot and Lowe's has been slammed for the last two months. And I mean slammed. When you drive past a Home Depot or a Lowe's, you'll see a a, a queue out the front and there's like hundreds of cars everywhere because it feels like everyone is working on their homes. Uh, What projects have you got going in your household right now? I know for us, we've done some painting and we fixed a few light bulbs and and maybe a few little holes in the wall that we've created over the last couple of years. Uh, What have you done in your house? Have you planted a new garden bed? Have you built a chicken coop? Have you started a kitchen renovation that hopefully you'll finish before the end of quarantine? What work have you done around your house? Let me ask you another question. What projects still need to get started in your homes? I'm sorry, husbands in the, in, in the room right now, I've put you on the hook, but all the wives have just received the soft toss because I'm gonna give you a couple of minutes right now to talk about the different home projects you would like to get started in these days before the end of quarantine. Take a few moments, hit the pause button and talk about the projects you would like to get started. So what projects do you want to get started? Are there any men here in the room that want to get that man cave started once and for all for you and your buddies? Or are there any ladies in the room who are saying, that's not becoming a man cave, that's becoming a she shed because I deserve it. Are there any kids in the room who are trying to claim that spare space and turn it into a giant Fortnite gaming center for you and your buddies to hang out in after this quarantine is over? Irrespective of the projects you still want to get started, remember this. It'll be a shame if we spend all of our time during this quarantine just working on the way that our house looks when God is trying to get us to change the way we look at our house as central to God's plan. Can I just say something that might be a little bit sensitive for some people in the room right now? The Leanne celebrated three years of being here in the U.S., last week as a part of the No Ordinary Family that is New Spring Church. And we love, love, love our church. But I've made an observation over the last couple of years. Can I say that I think we are world-class, maybe the best on planet Earth at the public gathering. 
Us coming together on a Sunday, worshiping God, engaging in teaching, showing kindness and love to one another. I love our Sunday gatherings. But can I say that we have a massive amount of room to grow when it comes to us activating our houses, activating our homes and partnering with God to bring about the love and the life into this dead and dark world. We have so much room to grow in this whole conversation about going from house to house with God alive in our lives. It's always been God's plan that your house would be a part of sharing His love with the world. You'll see it in the book of Acts chapter 2. Right there at the birth of the church, Jesus dies and He rises again and He hangs out with His disciples and He he lets them know that He's going to give them the Holy Spirit to empower them to do things beyond their wildest dreams. Acts chapter two comes around and and they're gathered in a house and they're worshiping God. And in that house, the Holy Spirit descends upon them. Don't miss it. It was in a house gathering as they were together, brothers and sisters bound together by the blood of Jesus, focused on Him that the Holy Spirit would be introduced into the earth. They're filled with fire. They're filled with power. And right away, Peter runs outside and begins to preach and proclaim the gospel. As you continue through Acts chapter 2, you'll see him preaching the gospel and 3,000 people getting saved on one day. Welcome to earth. The church is born. And then you see the next movement, how the church begins to operate. You'll read about it in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through to 47. I want to take a few moments right now in your homes or wherever you're watching this to hit the pause button. Go find a Bible or find this passage on our New Spring app. And I would love to invite you to read this portion of Scripture out loud. Can I just say, if you read this Scripture out loud in your home, there's going to be more peace in your home, more joy in your home, more faith in your home. That's the power of reading Scripture out loud. If you have kids in the room, you might want to invite them to read along as well. If someone in your room has a particularly nice reading voice, you might want to get them to read the whole passage. But we're going to hit the pause button and read this portion of Scripture out loud. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through to 47. Let's do that right now. Can you see the game plan? Right there at the beginning. The followers of Jesus devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to leaning into God's Word, trusting His promises, fellowship, connecting with one another, breaking bread, celebrating the gospel and Jesus' sacrifice. They committed themselves to prayer, which activates heaven here on earth. But all of this occurred in the temple courts and in their homes in the public gathering and in the private group, in the big and in the small. That's the reason we're going to say week after week that your house, your home has always been central to God's plan in sharing His love with a broken world. Your house, your home has always been central to God's plan in shining light in the darkness. You'll see it all the way through the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 5, verse 42, it says, Day after day in the temple courts and from house 
to house. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. In Acts chapter 20, verse 20, this is Paul talking about how you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. Your house has always been central to God's plan. And that's the reason over the next couple of weeks, we're going to unpackage what it means to align with the heart of God, to align with the plan of God, and to have you see your house the way God wants you to see your house. Your house and your home as a place of welcome. Your house and your home as a place of worship. Your house and your home as a place of witness. First one, write this one down. Your house is a place of welcome. I love how there in verse 46, it says, every day they continue to meet together in the temple courts and they broke bread in their homes and ate together. I love that picture. They'd be together in public, worshiping God, sharing the gospel, inviting their friends to maybe hear an apostle's teaching, but that'll always flow into an after party in a home where bread would be broken and the conversation would continue to flow, where people who wouldn't go along to the temple courts could be invited into a private setting to hear about the living King Jesus. I love that picture of openness. I love that picture of sharing. I love that picture of hospitality in homes. Homes being open to people who are far away from God or in their journey towards Jesus to experience Him in a real way. I would go as far to say that as you experience the love of Jesus in your heart, that has to flow into an openness of house to people around you. That's the reason the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 13, that we all need to learn how to practice hospitality because unless we can share the love of Jesus in our living room, I'm not sure if you've really experienced the love of Jesus deep in our hearts. I love how the story of Lydia in in Acts chapter 16 unfolds. It talks about this businesswoman who, who dealt with people in high society, but the Bible says that her heart was open to the message of the gospel. And right away, she turned around and opened her house, opened her home to people who hadn't experienced Jesus yet. Later on in the book of Acts chapter 16, you'll see Peter coming back to that house only a few days after Lydia comes into relationship with Jesus and her house is a full gathering of people worshiping God and leaning into His Word. Uh, Over the last couple of weeks, I know for me, one of the most disheartening and discouraging sights that I've seen time and time again are closed signs on different businesses and closed signs on different restaurants. I know for me and my son, the other day, we we're trying to go out on a daddy uh, dude date and we went to the Burger King that we love to grab ourselves a couple of cheeseburgers and we got to the drive through window and there was a closed sign. Over the next couple of weeks, I hope and pray that we'll see more of those signs flipped open from closed to open. I hope and pray that out of this quarantine season, our homes would see signs flipped from closed to open, bravely, full of love, inspired by the Spirit, Homes that are open to people who are far away from God or people who are still in their journey towards God to experience Jesus in a different setting than just a Sunday gathering. Remember, your house has always been central to God's plan. I can't wait till next week as Brad is going to delve into this concept deeper. 
Why do we keep our homes closed? And how do we allow God to move our hearts so our doors are opened up to people who God wants us to share His love with? You're not going to want to miss that message. So first and foremost, our houses were meant to be a place of welcome. So point number two, you can write this one down. Our houses were also meant to be a place of worship, a place of worship. In verse 42, it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now, I always assumed that that would occur in a public gathering as everyone got together and I'm guessing they had some kind of worship band going on and there was a prayer time and then one of the apostles got up to teach. But the way that this text reads, it, it, it insinuates very strongly that this occurred not only in the public gathering, but also in their private homes. We can worship God. We can experience God. We can learn from God. We can grow in God in our houses. I received a text a few weeks back and, and, it, and it inspired me, but it also challenged me. It came from a friend of mine who's got a great family connected to our Anderson campus. And he was just talking about how he can't wait to get back to gathering with us on a Sunday. He says that he misses us. But these last three weeks have been incredible for him and his family experiencing God's presence in their home. My friends, it's going to be amazing when we get back together again. I can't wait to get together with you on a Sunday. We are going to lose our minds. We're going to go wild. You're not going to want to miss out our first Sunday back because I'm telling you, out in Columbia, Alden is going to be so overwhelmed with emotion. He's going to lie down for a straight hour and probably cry. Out in Florence, Sam Gibson is going to be cutting laps around the building as we worship God in Anderson. You're going to see Riley overcome with excitement and he's going to start doing his pencil jump. It's going to be so exciting to be together again on a Sunday. But don't miss this beautiful reality. We have all grown in our homes in the way that we worship God. We have learned to pray with our families. We've learned how to lead discussion in our living rooms. We've learned how to listen to one another and hear one another's story about how God is alive in our life. We have taken so much ground in this season. Don't give that ground back. We are going to worship God like never before on a Sunday, but we're going to have a chance to continue to worship God like never before in your house. Jesus didn't come to earth and live a perfect life and die an unjust death to overcome sin and death, to give us life to the full and give us the Holy Spirit just so we can hold our breath for every single Sunday to hear something from the preacher. He went through all of that. He literally went through hell so that you could worship Him in your home. We have taken ground as a church over the last couple of weeks. Do not give it back. Our houses were meant to be places of welcome. Our houses were meant to be places of worship. And thirdly, you can write this down. Our houses were meant to be places of witness. I love how in verse 47, it says here, the Lord added to their number daily, those who are being saved in the temple courts and in the living room, out in the street and just chilling in the backyard. God was alive and God was at work through his people in the public and in the private. And because of that, 
Numbers were added to God's no ordinary family every single day. I know for me over the last couple of months of quarantine, I have met so many neighbours in my neighbourhood that I've never met before. I've had conversations with people who live in my neighbourhood that I've never had a conversation with before. I've got a confession to make. I've met people in my neighbourhood I didn't even know existed. It makes me wonder. I wonder how many people in my neighbourhood don't know that I exist. That was not God's heart. That was not God's intention. He wants us to be a light in our world. He wants us to be salt and an influencer within our neighbourhoods and our communities. It was always his intention that our houses would also be a place of witness, where light would be shone, where love would be shared, where life could be experienced. We were meant to be a place of witness. This season, I know for me, has turned strangers into neighbours. And I'm believing by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the love that the Leans bravely show in the days ahead. These neighbours that we've met will become parts of our no ordinary family in the days ahead. And I hope and pray that's going to be your experience as well. Can you just take a couple of minutes in your room right now to have a conversation about some of the things that we've talked about? I've talked about how all of our houses were meant to be places of welcome, of worship, and of witness. And maybe you want to have a conversation about one of those W's that you know your household can work on. What, what, what are one of those W's that you know that you have to grow in? And what can you practically do to take positive steps forward in growing in your welcome, growing in your worship, or growing in your witness? I don't want this to be overwhelming. We all have a lot of room to grow, most likely in all of these areas. Just pick one area you know you need to grow in and talk about some practical steps forward in growing in that area. Go on, have a conversation in your room right now. We say it every single week. New Spring Church is a life-giving church marked by the presence of God, activating us to impact others. And I can't help but feel we've been afforded a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to see that vision accelerated like never, ever before. Two months ago, our 14 campuses were closed because of coronavirus. But in doing so, God moved sovereignly and opened up 14,000 homes to be places of welcome, to be places of worship, to be places of witness. And because of that, I believe in the years ahead, we're going to turn back and look at this season and give glory to God. It was a difficult season. It was a painful season. It was a season marked by loss for many people. But out of that season, God got glory as His children got good at becoming a space for welcome, for worship, and for witness. So how will you respond? How will your house respond? I know I'm asking this question for me and my household, knowing that as the Leans and our house 
become a place of greater welcome, of greater worship, of greater witness, our neighborhood is changed. Imagine with me, your house being transformed into becoming a place of greater welcome, worship, and witness. How will your neighborhood change? How will your city change? If we saw 14,000 households who are a part of our New Spring No Ordinary Family take a deeper step into this, how would our state change? How would our world change? How are you going to respond? I'm going to step into a time of worship right now. I'm going to invite you to come with me. And we're going to sing a song about how our heart is an open space. Our houses won't change. Our homes won't won't be different unless we allow God to change our hearts. So this is going to begin with us declaring to God and to the world that our hearts are open spaces. Hey, God, you do with our hearts as you please, knowing that as he does something in our hearts, our homes will change.